All right. We know, and welcome back for Alex Pearson. I'm Arlene Bynum here this evening. And, you know, kids are going back online. We've talked about the politics of it. We've talked about uh, the foibles of, yes, we are not going to close the schools. And we're talking about and got all eyes and ears on when these numbers come down, when kids can go back in the schools. Is that a good idea as the end of the year approaches? Who knows? I mean, everything is in flux. One of the things, though, that is for certain here... In Ontario, in the city of Toronto, Hamilton, London, everywhere, New York, L.A., you know, online learning, let's just face the music. It's here to stay in some capacity. How can we get better with it? Is it growing? Are we learning that there is a way to do this better? Let's talk about it. We are joined by the owner of the Math Guru who is Vanessa Vicaria. Math Guru is a Toronto Math and Science tutoring studio. She's also the author of Math Hacks, Cool Tips and Less Strap Equal Better Marks. Sounds good to me. Vanessa, welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. It's true. It's here to stay. And when things stay, we get better at them. Vanessa, what have we learned here? How can we improve online learning so it becomes, instead of an incredible hassle, a ball and chain, and perhaps instead something that is an attribute to learning? So I think it's a great question. And I think we have seen a lot of pros and cons of online learning. So like you said, when things are here to stay, we at least hope that we're going to get better at them as the old adage goes, right? Practice makes perfect. But Mm -hmm. I think what will be the most important is to really take a step back and look at what worked and what didn't. So easy example, we've actually found that many, many kids um, who were stressed in the classroom, scared to put their hand up, scared of being bullied, actually tended to participate a lot more in an online setting. Mm -hmm. So actually, there was a whole factor where kids felt a lot safer participating in class over Zoom, let's say, than they did in the classroom. That's really interesting. We should learn from that. We should take from that. That's something that teachers might really, really be able to use, right, to mobilize this sort of Mm -hmm. Um, interactive format. Things that we've also learned, though, is that one of the reasons that online learning has been so tough has -hmm. been simply because of a lack of social interaction from a mental health standpoint, right? So we're not, right now, it's kind of a weird model, right? We have kids who have been taken out of school entirely and are learning from home. And I think it's gotten a bit convoluted. We don't know what exactly you know, the crux is because so much of it is tied up in the fact that they are missing their peers, they're missing social interaction, they're missing social cues. So I think it'll be interesting to pare that down into a more hybrid model, which is what I think you're saying. And what we're hearing is that online learning is here to stay in some form. How it stays is going to be up to us. And hopefully we will make these informed choices and take the good and ditch the bad. You know, it could become more layered, more sophisticated. As you were mentioning, the lack of social skills. I mean, we could improve on that. We have the ability. It's an opportunity, isn't there, to adapt a different way. We've got chat rooms. We've got all sorts of ways that, you know, if we can feel so connected on social media, can we not transpose that connectivity 
to an online learning situation. And as you say as well, you know, to take away, if if we're going to do this, it does take away the in-person dominance and threat aspect. And that's been going around for centuries. So there's a little Mm -hmm. bit of an opportunity there. Well, I actually love how you just put that. And I think that's it. We have found ways to feel so, so connected over social media that why aren't we kind of taking those strategies and incorporating them into the social online classroom? And I think you're really, really right. I know that especially at the beginning, we were seeing schools, it was kind of a free for all, right? It was like, everyone just figure it out, put it online, (laughs) you know, but I have noticed some models that have worked. So for example, I'll just use us as an example. We are an in-person tutoring studio, but just like everyone else, we had to pivot online. I was super worried about it. And it went so, so well, because what our tutors did is they kept up everything that kids like about us in person, but online. So it's not like we decided, okay, you know what? We're online. I'm just going to play you a video of me tutoring you. No, Mm -hmm. we're still there in person, interacting with you, giving you pep talks, allowing you to show us where can to get feedback. So I actually think that will be really important. There are some online models of education, I'm sure you've noticed this, that are simply, hey, kids, here's a video, play it when you can. And that, I think, is one of the things that is being, you know, it is not working, right? Like, again, as an adult, I can even say this. When I take an online course, if I get a video in my inbox that I'm allowed to watch whenever I want. I I don't watch it. (laughs) I don't watch it again. And I will also say this too, a huge thing is kids have lost um, that sense of, I have to be somewhere at a certain time and it's really important for me to be there. They've lost that. When we go with that format, they lose that, right? So they kind of feel untethered, structureless. And we know that kids and adults, we need structure, right? We need form to our day. So I think that will be interesting is to see how we can set up classrooms so they have interaction, connectivity, and structure and are happening live as opposed to just some random video that someone can watch whenever. Yeah, and we can do it. I mean, look at some of the award ceremonies. They were challenged, and we thought, these are going to be a drag, mm-hmm. and they weren't. And people don't have to watch that stuff. And I, you've raised a really good point. Somebody says, you know, watch this when you have time. I don't have the time, as somebody yeah. gives me. I don't, it just doesn't happen. But in a learning situation, if, if again, you made an appointment, you say, okay, we're going to begin this. We're going to watch two minutes of this right now. Here we go. Everybody's watching and stop in the middle and, and, and connect and, and talk about what we've just seen. So everybody has a sense. And I have to say this from working in radio and broadcast, especially radio, where it's sound, you had to do that. You had to connect and grab people by the throat and don't mm-hmm. let them go. You didn't assume that they were interested. You wanted them in the car going, I'm going to be late for this appointment, but I got to find out, you know, why did this serial killer do this or whatever? <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I know that, you know, but, but it, we need that kind of compulsion mm-hmm. here, don't we? Well, and we're talking about school. So, I mean, as much as I love learning, I can tell you that something that most kids really don't want to do is go to school. So you have an audience that is not engaged and you like at the best of times, Mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, you're right. It is our job as educators, I think, to get kids excited about learning. So I, I think 
you know, again, that's already challenging in the classroom. And I think it's challenging online for reasons that people don't think it is. So, for example, a lot of um, parents at the beginning of the pandemic said, oh, no, you know, tutoring online is Mm -hmm. not going to work for my kid. They can't learn online. And then they were surprised to find, oh, my God, like not only does my kid love learning online, they even like it better because they can sit in their bedroom and they're still just as engaged, you know, and it's, we can do, they're shocked at how much we can actually do. I think there's kind of a, you know, a bad reputation kind of that you can't interact online or it's going to be so hard. It's not. However, the challenges are making sure everyone is present. Like again, with all, with one-on-one tutoring, it's pretty easy. There's one tutor, there's one student. We can make sure the kid is paying attention, but in a classroom, it's really, really hard. So what do you do when when a child drifts off and the teacher doesn't notice? How do we bring them back? So, like you said, creating what about a moments. mild electrical shock? Sent through the- <laughs> I feel like that's not legal, but you know, it's, it's a start. No, it's, it's a start. <laughs> well, something to jolt, you know. Something to jolt, but even to even like you said, saying okay. Mm-hmm. Pay attention for two minutes and then everyone is going to go in a breakout room right now with their friends and you're going to come up with a question to ask. You got it. So you're just fresh there. So you're there and you know, you know, it's the opposite of what you and I, nobody's saying, hey, do it when you have time. You're in it and just, Mm. you know, and you're being dragged along. Vanessa, thank you. And I'm looking forward to how you're going to come up with this. And I, I think... I really do think this is an exciting time with people like you out there. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Have a great night and good luck, everyone. Hang in there. Okay, thank you. Vanessa Vicaria is the owner of The Math Guru, a Toronto math and science tutoring studio. Also the author of Math Hacks, Cool Tips, Less Stress, Equal Better Marks.